0: What's up you guys? My name is Emily and I'm your host with the Live Well With Them podcast, where every week we dive into all things on how to create a life that you truly thrive in. We're talking everything from basic tips and guidance in your nutrition and in your fitness. We're squashing diet culture BS and we're talking about how to heal your body and your mind from the effects of such as well as our Western lifestyles and so much more. This podcast is all-encompassing and well-rounded because so is true health, and that's what we're all about at the end of the day. Each episode is meant to empower and encourage you to take back control in your own health and happiness, to get out of your own way, and to create a lifestyle that you just simply can't get enough of. You guys with me? Let's get to it. Hey, you guys. Welcome back. I'm so excited that you're here. This episode is a day later than they are intended to be, but it's because my computer decided to like completely die on me when I went to get it posted Tuesday night. So better late than never though, right? (laughs) I'm really excited though for this week's episode. As I mentioned last week, it has been several years now since I started my own personal journey in health and wellness, and since then I've thankfully been able to gain some invaluable lessons, honestly, through my education, my personal experience, and working with clients as well. So today, I thought it'd be a great idea and a great time to take some of that and put it together to give you all a few things I know now that I honestly wish that I knew then when I was getting started. But first, let's remember that everyone's journey is and looks different regardless of where you are in yours Whether you're just starting or maybe restarting, we've all been there. Maybe you've been on it for some time now, or maybe you're just considering getting started and taking that step into your goal sometime soon. Regardless, I hope you can take what you need from this episode to make the absolute most of your journey because it truly is such a sweet and life-changing road to be on. And I'm gonna get to the things that I wish I knew when I was starting out on my own. But before I do, I wanted to share a few simple pieces of advice for any beginners out there. Number one, don't try to do everything at once. You know, start slow and remember this is truly a marathon. It's not a sprint. So you are in no rush and it will come to fruition when you put in the work and when you're patient with yourself and you trust the process. Number two kind of comes right from that, and it's be patient with yourself, be patient with your body, and be patient with the process. Number three is a big one, and that is the fact that balance is so important with your workouts, with your nutrition, with your rest and your recovery, and just how you prioritize your time and take care of yourself all in one. Number four is take it one day one meal, one workout at a time. We all fall off sometimes and don't fall into the trap of thinking you need to wait until next week or next month. Just focus on the next meal, focus on the next workout and just take it one single step at a time and keep putting your foot in front of the other. And then last but not least is invest in a coach or someone to support, to guide, and to hold you accountable. It is so, so worth it. And I'm actually going to talk about that a little bit more at the end of this. Um, but for now, let's dive in a little bit, like I said, to some of the things that if I could go back and talk to the Emily I was in 2018, I would probably put these as like little nuggets in her ear. Um It is, I don't even know how many times I had restarted my journey at that point, but the truth is, since then, it's been steady going. You know, like this is a lifestyle for me now. It's what I do. It is cornerstones in what keeps me centered and sane every day. Uh, But the truth is, I've made a lot of mistakes in between then and now, and I've had a lot of ups and downs to get to where I am today. But every one of them were learning and growth opportunities for me looking back. So hopefully that by sharing them with you guys, you can do the same and hopefully maybe save you a little bit of time and frustration along the way too. But first and foremost, let's start with number one. And that is the fact that cardio is not king. I used to think that the key to weight loss and fat loss was me doing cardio more than anything else, whether it was going running, jumping on the treadmill, elliptical, stairmaster for an hour or so, like you name it. And yes, cardio is great and very important for your cardiovascular health, but it's no wonder that I never found myself looking how I wanted or reaching my goals at the time, you know, of that was being leaned, being toned, etc. The spoiler alert, though, is our bodies are extremely smart. And they adapt to what you're doing, especially if you don't change it up, which is why jumping on the same treadmill or elliptical every day may seem like it's working at first, but then you find your progress stalling and your body is no longer changing despite the hours of cardio that you're putting in. The best solution to the long-term results that I was craving and that you probably are too if you're here listening to this podcast is going to be picking up weights and doing more strength training. It's not going to make you bulky, ladies. I promise. It's actually very hard to do so, and you've got to be eating and training a very, very specific way. But when you simply add more strength training into your routine and quit shying away from the weights, you're going to build more lean muscle, which, number one, has been shown to increase your BMR, or your basal metabolic rate, aka the calories that you burn while literally doing nothing. But also, two, it's going to make you stronger, more capable, and so on. Cardio. Breaks the body down. Strength training builds the body up. If you want a toned body, that means you've got to build muscle. And if you want a strong, resilient metabolism, the best way to do so is, again, building that beautiful muscle. And then number two, restricting yourself all week is doing you more harm than good. And I want to repeat that because I think it's very important. And I think a lot of us don't grasp this for way too long and that is you restricting yourself all week is doing you more harm than good believe me when i say that this is a recipe for driving yourself nuts you go through the week restricting yourself only to find yourself binging on the weekends then restricting the following week because you binged and then the cycle goes on and on and on and it's this kind of cycle that leaves us feeling so frustrated and defeated in our goals I know that because I've been there for so long. And let me tell you guys, that ain't it. (laughs) Often what it comes down to is to simply stop depriving yourself of the things that you love in the first place. And instead work on true balance. You guys are going to hear me say that so much because it's so key. And that is why I don't cut out any foods for myself or for my clients. Unless there's a medical reason or very specific reason to do so. Instead... I believe in teaching and learning how to have those things in ways that are mindful and that actually feel good. Because let's be honest, when you eat that whole sleeve of Oreos after you told yourself you couldn't have any for three weeks, that doesn't really feel good, does it? No, and it's not even worth it at that point. But when we tell ourselves we can't have something or that it's bad or that it's off limits, our brains automatically crave that thing more and more. And then we end up falling completely off the rails, binging and throwing in the towel instead of just having the dang treat and then getting right back on track with your plan and your habits. Also, I've got another sleeping dog beside me in this episode. I'm guessing this is going to be like a recurring theme. So if you hear them, sorry. (laughs) But anyways, the balance that I have found works for me and works for most of my clients is to make sure that... At least 80% of your nutrition consists of real whole foods, less processed foods, more color, more fiber, more protein, good carbs, etc., and leaving 20% for room to have other things. And I'm talking about all throughout the weekend in general, because then you're feeling more satisfied and you're feeling in control when it comes to the weekends because you're not in a place of deprivation anymore. You can have the margarita or the pizza if you want it. But you may not even want it because you're truly satisfied in your overall eating habits and you're not just simply having it because you're there and because you feel deprived from it. But hey, also if you do want it, great, have it and then get right back to your 80%. Because sometimes you just want the pizza and ice cream just hits the spot every now and then. And there's days I know when that glass of wine is needed. And it's when we realize that and we allow ourselves To create space for those things that you stop losing control when you're around them and you allow yourself to indulge mindfully, but then to get right back to the things that make you feel good too. And that is so key in consistency and consistency is the only way that you're going to reach your goals. And even staying consistent after that is the only way you're going to maintain those goals. And balance is a must, And the number three motivation is and always will be fleeting for everyone and the truth is when we obsess over motivation like i know we all do i've been there and i know you more than likely have as well because for some reason we all do it and when we do we rob ourselves of the progress that we could be making in that moment and I know, again, because this is why I struggled to stick to literally anything for so many years, especially my health and fitness, though. I would always look for ways to, quote unquote, get motivated to do things like work out or get up earlier to eat healthier or whatever that may be. And I would honestly spend so much valuable time scrolling Instagram, searching Pinterest, or just talking or even complaining sometimes about how I needed that said motivation instead of getting to work and creating it myself, which I'll get to that in a second with what I mean there. And yes, eventually I would find some and I would start doing that thing for a little bit, but in no time that motivation would fade and I would more than likely throw in the towel and stop showing up yet again and talk about a freaking yo-yo. And it's no wonder so many of us decide that it's just not for us when it comes to doing what we need to do to become the better version of ourselves that we all crave. That healthier, that happier, that energetic, that vibrant, that confident, that resilient you, she is out there. And please hear me out that it's not you that isn't cut out for that or for that lifestyle or for that feeling or whatever it is that you're after. It's how you're approaching it. And I wanna say that again, it is not you that isn't cut out for that thing that you crave, it is how you are approaching it. We think motivation breeds action, but in reality, it's action that creates motivation. And it's continuing to take that action when the motivation fades, because, believe me, it will. It does, again, for every single one of us. But you've gotta take the action even when it's gone, To build it right back. So no more saying that you need to get motivated to get started, okay? Remind yourself that you need to get started to get motivated and then just get to it. Create small, simple habits that you can start with. Build a solid routine that sticks, that motivates you, that empowers you every day to keep going. So that you can be your own motivation, The how starts in your routine and the small actions that you take each and every day. And then number four is how you reach your goals is how you're going to sustain them too. Meaning what you do to get there is going to be what you need to continue doing at least a version of to stay there. And I don't think a lot of us realize this on the front end, and I don't think it's something that is talked about enough to set a realistic expectation of how to maintain your goals. And how to really continue feeling as good as you do once you get there six months down the road, a year down the road, five years down the road. Because I doubt you're you're working so hard or you're really prioritizing these things just to have them for a brief moment. We want them for the long term. And the only way that you're going to do so is to make sure that the plan that you're following is one that is sustainable. It's simple. It's effective. And it's enjoyable. Because if not, it's not going to be something that you stick with. And I think every single one of those pieces matter so much, but especially that last one. It's got to be something you enjoy that you find. You may not find joy in it in the first week. You know, new habits are often hard and we naturally just don't crave the hard. But if it's something that you're doing day in and day out to reach a goal, you should start to love how good you feel. And you should start to really value that thing and find joy in it because of it. That doesn't happen with fad diets. That doesn't happen with cutting out food groups most of the time. That doesn't happen with being so restrictive that you can't enjoy the piece of cake at your niece's birthday party or that you have anxiety going out to eat because you don't know how you're going to stay on track with your plan. Those things don't fit in real life. And if it doesn't fit into your life, it's not going to be something that you can continue for life. So again, you gotta ask yourself, is this something that is realistic? Is it simple? Is it effective? Is it enjoyable? And is it something I can sustain? If yes, hell yeah, keep going, I love it, so key. But if not, then here's your permission to take a step back and see what is maybe not sitting right with you and what you may need to change So it does, not just so that you can reach that goal, but so that you can sustain it and you don't find yourself back on that maddening yo-yo of being on and off and on and off and on and off. And I know this because I have been on that yo-yo for so many years. Um, I used to, there's so many different things I did, different seasons, honestly, I'm sure we can all relate. Sometimes it was going to the gym for two hours a day and, you know, really cutting out carbs, which looking back, I'm like, Emily... What were you thinking? But I know we don't know better because society tells us that these things are the answer. But they're not. I've done it all. I have done paleo. I have done intermittent fasting. I have tried several different teas. I have done the wraps. And y'all, believe me when I say that the answer is in the simple daily habits that we overlook. Fueling your body with real whole foods most of the time. Learning how to prioritize your inner health with your gut health. Supporting your metabolism in the things that you do each and every day. Getting good sleep. Learning how to manage your stress and to limit it. You know, all of these things that we just overlook for the next flashy thing or the next quick fix, when it's in reality... Those simple things that we're going to actually enjoy because they're something that we can create balance through in our lives and also that we can sustain for the long haul. And then number five is if doing it alone was going to work for you, it would be working for you by now. And this one's going to be short and sweet, but it's very important. And it's something that I was so stubborn to for years. I said I did better when I went to the gym by myself. I said that I didn't need a coach, that I could just Google it. And you can Google a lot, don't get me wrong. But, again, if, it was, if that would work for you, it would work for you by now. So many of us think that we have to figure it all out on our own. When there are, and I'm not saying this as like a, a shameless plug, But there are professionals, there are coaches out there like myself and so many others who can take that guesswork out, who can take that frustration out for you, who can guide you step-by-step in doing these things in a way that works for you. Finding someone to help you and to support you and to hold you accountable doesn't make you any less, you know, any less than. Honestly, I think we all need it for the most part. Unless you're just like Superwoman, which I know there are some of you out there and more power to you. (laughs) But for the majority, we can't do it on our own. If that was going to work for you, it would by now. So I want to encourage you to stop spinning your wheels. Maybe it's a coach. Maybe it's an accountability partner. Maybe it's a group that you can join. But you've got to find something to help you keep going on the hard days. To give you guidance when you need it to answer questions instead of feeling overwhelmed by the abundance of information left and right that's thrown at you. Maybe it's a podcast that you really enjoy that is giving you free advice right now that you can actually follow and implement if you're not able to invest in yourself or in a program or in a coach. There are so many resources, but I just want to encourage you to find what's actually going to work for you right now. And if you're able to invest in yourself, there is nothing better to invest in than your health. There is nothing that gives you more of an ROI with that investment than your health. And why not invest in the one thing that you can't buy another one of, which is your body? You can go buy a new computer. Lord, I just had to do that and it's not fun. (laughs) You can go buy a new car. You can go buy X, Y, or Z, but you will never be able to get another body. So taking care of it and prioritizing your health is key. And again, if you need that support, go find it. I'm going to tell you this journey is hard. I'm not going to sugarcoat the fact that it like it is. I'm not going to lie and tell you that it isn't. But it is so rewarding. It is worth every single bit of it. But there is a lot of ups and downs. There is a lot of setbacks. There is a lot of things that get in your way called life. But you've got to keep going. And it is so much harder to do so when you're trying to do it by yourself. So don't be like the stubborn Emily that I was for who knows how many years and just putting off that investment when I was honestly spending probably more than that at a happy hour every day or at the outlet malls or something like that, or eating out every single meal. See what your priorities are and do what you can to invest in the help you need. And that's all I'm going to say there, but I think it's really, really important. And just to recap, those are the five things that I wanted to share with you today. A quick recap of what those are in case you maybe want to take notes. Number one, cardio is not king. I don't care what anybody tells you. It is not the answer to your fat loss goals. Number two, restricting yourself all week is doing you more harm than good, and it's likely why you find yourself binging at night or on the weekends. Number three is motivation is and always will be fleeting for everyone. Number four is what you do to get to your goal is what you're going to need to continue doing to stay there. And number five is if doing it by yourself was going to work, it would have worked for you by now. And those are five things that I, I could honestly say that it would have saved me so much time and frustration if I could go back and, you know, tell myself these four or five years ago, but I'm glad that I didn't because it allowed me to learn through the mess But I hope if I can save you a little bit of time, a little bit of frustration, a little bit of confusion in your own journey, my job here is done. So I hope that if there's something that stood out to you, share it on your social media. You know, that is, of course, a way to get the podcast out there. But number two, I'm sure it could speak to and help someone else as well. And also, it's going to help me see what you guys are finding most valuable and create more content on that for you, because that's why I'm here at the end of the day is for you. So, and again, all of these things are so, so worth it to take it and run with and implement. Because if I were to make a list on the things that I have gained from making these shifts, it would be so much more than just five. We would be here all day. But I appreciate you being here. And I'm so excited to come back for next week's episode. Fingers crossed my... um computer doesn't decide to go haywire on me again. So we'll be here on Wednesday next week. But again, share the episode. If you want to leave a review, that would be awesome. But regardless, love you guys. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.